0: If questions of fairness, freedom, right and wrong, whether you should do A or B and how to conduct yourself in everyday life, philosophically speaking, are more to you than just witty intellectual banter over a glass of wine, but rather they're essential concepts by which you'd like to fine tune your life with, then you and I are cut from the same cloth. Often people put you on the spot and ask you personal questions about who you are. What you stand for and why you live or think the way you do. It's especially awkward if it's a contentious issue. But how often can you answer these questions clearly and with conviction? How often can you articulate a defense of who you are? Why do you believe what you believe? Or why do you, like many, shy away from addressing the issue because you don't have the words or would rather just avoid an uncomfortable conversation? Sure, avoid the issue, which you probably should if you can tell that the person's really not interested, but that they just want to provoke you. But if, for your own sake, you'd really like to stand up for your values. Analogies are a great way to clarify your position to people by way of drawing a comparison with something that is easier for people to understand. Recently a subscriber, Greg, sent me an email of some analogies that he's used with provocative normies when they parrot to him. So why aren't you married? Why aren't you married? Here's what Greg said. I find that in an abstract sense, comparing relationships with women and a transactional one like a job have some good corollaries. So here goes. You talked about the investment that men make into relationships versus what women give and how some will square away the loss a man has with, well, at least you got five, ten or however many years out of it. But I would say to those that attempt to move this idea forward, tell me. Say you worked at a job, maybe a startup company for 20 years. You had invested in a pension, put extra hours in to make things work, probably some sleepless nights, the stress, etc. All along doing the right thing. One day someone visits you at your desk and says, hey, sorry, I'm just not feeling that you fit in here anymore this can happen at a normal job, sure. But remember that pension you had? Well, I know we told you that you would have it, but we changed our minds and it doesn't seem like the most healthy thing for us to give it to you. And since after 20 years, we have really come to realize that we gave up a lot by employing you here. We won't give you a severance and we have a court order that says that every future job you have, you have to give us money to ensure that we stay afloat. I doubt that anyone would say, well, at least you got 20 years out of it. I mean, think of all the memories, the Christmas parties, the company picnics, the laughter. Come on, don't be bitter. Just trust the next company, that they will treat you right. Nonsense. A group of friends and I got together once a month for cigars, men and women included in this group. I've also used the analogy of the applicant and employer to relate these realities, In that case, women being the employer, the man being the applicant. Say you get a call back after being interviewed for a job, after they had already selected another candidate that didn't work out and was fired or left. When you interviewed for the job initially, it originally posted as 50k a year. But they now tell you, well, we reduced the salary to 40k and increased the duties and difficulties of the job. The benefits were also cut, retirement contribution is less. And when you question why this is, they reply, well, the last person we hired for the job really took advantage of us, wasn't entirely truthful. And so basically we're offering you less and making you work harder for our approval. And we might consider you. In this instance, any self-respecting person would find this truly a sleazy proposition. I get a lot of long pauses when I make this comparison, as if it registers with both sexes for a minute and the subject quickly changes. And those were Greg's analogies. Thanks, Greg. You know, I've always said that unless you get used to exercising the mental and linguistic muscle of expressing yourself to others, then you're always going to be hiding who you are because you're not allowing who you are to come out and speak. So, stop hiding who you are, gentlemen. I hope this video was useful. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Do you freeze when people ask you difficult questions about how or why you live the way you do? Do you think analogies on personal topics that you're tired of them asking you over and over again would actually help you feel more confident about answering those uncomfortable questions? Discuss below in the comments. I'm sure others will be interested too. Also, please subscribe. Many of you aren't, so please double check. Hit the bell icon and select all so you'll know when I release another video because making sure you subscribe helps the YouTube algorithm recommend my videos more efficiently. Give me a thumbs up if you like this video. Give me a thumbs down if you didn't and support my channel any way you feel like. Thanks to all those who've donated recently and to the guys who supported me long-term. I really appreciate it. Talk to you in the next video, guys. Bye.